just getting into it. Fuck it. Yeah. Play it with the music. Hey, hey, hey. No, we're not rapping. We're not doing that. No rapping. Now we can take it off later. Fine wine, letting it breathe. Pop a pussy on a real one. <laughs> Ratchet and Woke Podcast, we back, baby. You know what I'm saying? Every fucking Friday, check us out. Like us on Facebook. Like, follow us on Instagram, Ratchet and Woke Podcast. You can also email us questions, comments, topics, and some nudes at Ratchet and Woke Podcast at hey, gmail.com. No nudes. I will kill you. Well, the, the, I, well aren't you making a poppycock book? Um, yes, but those are two news that were you know already sent like, to we, me we or could, that we've gotten right. from our McGillian She put Twitter a memorial on the nudes. <laughs> oh, no, shit. It's going to be a coffee table book, and you actually co-created it. So don't I came off. up with the I name because I'm a marketing genius. You are a marketing you know genius. You know what I mean? So so I just, as long as I get my percentage, I have no judgments. Okay, great. I don't care. Great. Poppycocks coming Madonna. to you 2021 to a coffee table near you. It'll be oh, sold at shit. Ikea in the Beyond section. In the Beyonce section? <laughs> Ikea? Beyonce would have a whole ass section. The Beyond section. Beyonce would have a whole ass section. How high are you right now? Some shit. Um, I'm good. I'm Should good I pop shit. my Eddie so that when we get Jane on the phone, I'm extra weird? Nah, I don't know how, how, how fast it hits for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, you know, everybody know your settings, know your dosage. For everything in life, you know what I'm saying? Oh. But yeah, we're here. It's another week. Uh, once again, shout out to Frack, who came through the show last episode and, and held it down and had a really dope conversation. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, we actually just really saw time. him on Tourette's Without Regrets. We yeah, so <laughs> let's get into that shit, because that was that was crazy. Shout out to Jamie the Wolf, who we mentioned last show. Um, He's great. He's the best host put ever. put together this really, really dope underground burlesque show that they've been doing in Oakland forever. Jamie the but, Wolf. Um, Due to quarantine, they found a way to produce it via Zoom, and it's just as entertaining, really well organized in terms of Zoom performances. I don't know how many Zoom performances y'all have attended, but some of them Not are the lot. fucking worst. Um, how but many this have one you is, attended? I've attended a few. I've been party to a few. I've attended a few. You know, it is what it I is. I feel like the Zoom rapping, you know, not great. Because Zoom ciphering that's what is I mean. not great. And I, I'm not really too fond of Zoom performances either. But these are dope because they do crazy shit. It's like there's production value. So Even though like the, the medium of, of broadcasting like is your phone or your laptop and, and the the resolution isn't that cool. The but, still the production value of what people are putting together in terms of costumes, in terms of set. Like in terms of music, choreography, yeah. all t- like they're, they're, they're fucking props. It's all types of shit. Oh, yeah, they're like, fucking I'm, dope. You know, I would watch that every week. Uh, sure. Exactly, and they retain the audience. You for know sure. what I'm saying? And you motherfuckers is out here trying to fucking, what, rap me Why, why am like, I going to go? Really that's the thing, too, is like people would line up around the block to go to Tourette's Without Regrets, and they upped the price to 20 and that shit would still be packed every single first of the at first Thursday of the month. Yeah. And now it's at a point where they had like 160 people in this. Granted that it's free or donation based, but people are still spending four fucking hours on a Zoom because exactly. it's that fucking entertaining. It's you know what I'm saying the the retention of it. You know what I'm saying you bear, you motherfuckers can barely hold motherfuckers for one song. Yeah, no, and they they you can <laughs> see them paying attention because the video be on and like people in the chats like. I think the chat and it's really edgy shit. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it, that's what that's what I appreciate. It's, it's like you, you have people pushing the envelope of creativity. Sometimes you're like aroused. Other times you're completely disgusted. Um, other times you're curious. It's the, you go through such a range of emotions. Mm, yes, you know what I'm saying? Arousal with me is oftentimes yeah, paired with yeah. disgust. Ooh. It's because I'm fucked up in the head. Yeah, and yeah. this is exactly your Trauma. place. <laughs> so once again, shout out to Tourette's Without Regrets. Really dope, really dope show. And you performed as Harley Quinn for your for your little contribution. I did. 
got the costume and everything. Yeah. Kinky and all types of it shit. It was kinky. My nipple ring got caught on the fish. <laughs> Oh, wardrobe malfunctions. It hurts. It hurts so bad. I want to be like on the radio show, the person that does like all the sound effects, like me so horny. Like, <laughs> I be that person. You Bro, could. the one. Do I sound like sissy jizzy? Sissy. <laughs> shout out to everybody. All right, we're shouting uh, out. Let's get the baby. topic. Sorry, um, we were no, but, for the first five minutes. You know, but everything is, you know, we, we've been talking about entertainment and, and, and finding entertainment and, um, you know, What's so cool about Tourette's is that it's a variety show, similar to like watching Saturday Night Live, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Bill Burr was just on Saturday Night Live and did a really um, dope monologue that, that caught a lot of attention because people were offended, mainly white women, because he did this oh. whole bit on white what women. What did the white ladies say? You know what I'm saying? Just that it was offensive. And, you know, I mean, but Bill Burr's always had that brand of comedy. I know you love him because he's a curmudgeon like you and yeah. agrees that, that there's too many people on yeah, earth. He wants and that's, to kill everyone. That's how he started the whole. Uh, the he's, whole he's monologue. Down with <laughs> like, there's corona. too many people. No, I kind of been with that. Like, remember when I put out that song? You've been infected. It was like I wrote that yeah. song when right Quite when corona. Tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, I was super tone deaf. People were dying. I, I tried to submit that to like blogs and shit, and they're like, "Song's really dope, but we find it a bit insensitive." Spain had like fifty thousand deaths. In one yeah, they were quoting like, stats to you. They were just letting you know, My like. Bad. <laughs> Stats are false. Too soon, too soon. Like, you know. But yeah. But no, I yeah. liked what he said. He was like, if you're too stupid not to believe it, then I, then go to a Trump rally and like bring your fucking Nazi grandparents. And yeah. And all fucking t- die. Great. <laughs> too many people on Earth. Like, exactly. It's like I, what he said about the submarines, like, or um, the, the cruise ships. Yeah. Wants, I, I agree. I want to do that. I want to send submarine missiles to cruise ships and just like get rid of like a good, like, five thousand people in one fell swoop <laughs> you don't shit. even need a funeral it's just the ocean all the bodies oh my god <laughs> sharks come holy shit because we're yeah. really killing too many sharks we need to we need to think about them and the environment you you're know? scared of sharks i am but so- i do care about them <laughs> yeah, you're really fucked up in the head in any case so, so- speaking of some crazy fucked up shit so you know like you know we've been watching a lot of interesting shit yes um now that we have our new place and we've been fucking surfing the, the web deep recesses of streaming services. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, we've been watching uh P Valley. Yes. Which is a show on stars. Um this the is only not show endo- on stars. This is, this is not an endorsement. Yeah, this is the only show on stars that like fifty cent didn't write and produce <laughs> and direct. That is everything else is literally fifty cents. Empire. Channel. Oh no, not it's Empire. Um Power Power Ghost, the prequel. Like he you know what I'm saying? Like he the has like a fucking so Star Wars sequel in there that he I don't know what the fuck what? is going on. I'm just joking. Okay. Um, don't get that. excited. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the squirt. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit. Um so P Valley is on this on on stars. It's it, it takes place. It reminds me for for people who are my age or in my generation, it reminds me of the of the movie The Players Club. It's very similar premise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Woman running away from an abusive okay. relationship. You, you know, pretty light skinned girl wants to get ahead, but it has to do the stripping thing for the time being. Meets this other girl who's kind of the OG stripper. Gets turned out to the game. They run scams. Also sounds like the J Lo one. That oh yeah, that up. was a really fucking good one. I know. What was and that was one called? On true uh, With Cardi B and everybody in there. Yeah, I fucking forget. I used that. I used. Yeah, this, we're uh, gonna figure that out in a minute. Sample from that. <laughs> yeah. In my song, do tell. At the so end. They, so fucking great. In any case, so very similar premise to Players Club. This is what this movie. But there's also some other things that go on, right? Like, and then there's other interesting characters. Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford has to be the ever. best character in t- on television yes, right now. Yes, he does. You know what I'm saying? Just this very fucking, <laughs> just down. like fucking gloriously gay dude, yes. right? Like just like all out. Sassy. You know what I'm saying? But he's like down south. Like for those who've been to Atlanta and know the gay community in Atlanta, like flagrant out there with it. You know what I mean? Like really just uh, flamboyant. It takes place character. in Mississippi too. This takes place in which Mississippi. Which I love. Why? I love Mississippi. I love really. It reminds me of um, Bon Ton and True Blood and like you know. Okay, sucky. Sexy and swamp sweaty. Sucky, I'm a vampire. Sucky. I hate sucky, but I like Bon Ton. You know. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> I feed you to the gators. 
Oh, oh my God. God. I've, got, I've got accents, bro. Come on. I know. I know you got accents. You slip into them all the time. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, it's, no, it's, it's, a, it's a good, it's a really good show. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we finished it hella quick. Yes, and then we I just, quickly like, deleted come... stars because yeah. there's no point in having it further. <laughs> it was really, it was a really dope show. Just, I mean, like, the character, it's really well written. Uh, shout out to the writer. She writes and, and directed and, and created the, the series. Shout out to the writer. Very talented writer. Um, her name's escaping me right now, but maybe I'll pull my phone and, and grab it. You're high. But, yeah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> really great writing. Um, deep, you know, character analysis. So like they're trying to do some edgy stuff. The lighting and the, the, the cinematography, I think is incredible. In addition to fucking Uncle Clifford's uh, wardrobe. Yes, Uncle Clifford's wardrobe. Like Uncle Clifford's wardrobe <laughs> is like the it's the most expensive thing that they have to yes. put money. And into. then like they live in like a shack, but they like everyone on that show yeah. looks glam to the max, and then they all live in like dumpster shacks. And the one the, <laughs> the main towns. chick, the light skinned girl, yeah. that's like beautiful, like stripper always looks the pretty great, light skinned girl got a bed on the floor and a fucking hatchback beater, you know, like holy. <laughs> It's like I'm broke, you know. Like, yo, like these I... are the worst broken hoes ever. Like, how do you, how do you sell pussy and still live fucked up? Get, that like, shit is I rough. I see you like come out of work in the night with a stack, like, and you driving that. Yeah, like, this is rough. How much out is here? rent, Mississippi? Like, <laughs> I live in fucking Bay Area, and I don't just. Holy shit. <laughs> Yo, they are the worst strippers ever. No, they just don't know but, how to keep their money. No, but the, w- one thing I particularly appreciated about that show, it was there's one scene where there's this up-and-coming rapper, Lil Murder, who has this viral hit because some stripper did like a, a really dope dance to his song, so yeah. the song goes viral. They bring him back to the strip club to do a performance. Uh-huh. And okay. now the entire town of Chuckaloosa, whatever the fuck, that was that it, that was town, it. you know what I'm saying, is is really into this record, right? So it was very subtle. We're watching it, and he gets on stage, and he's rapping, he's doing his thing, but the director did a really dope, very interesting choice. It, like, in one moment, very surreally made everything in slow-mo, had him looking at the audience, the audience responding to him, and just made it so, like, slow and surreal, and it really captured what every artist is looking for, that kind of milestone moment when you're on stage and you have people singing your song in a packed house. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That same energy I started seeing like on on uh like Cardi B for an example. You know what I'm saying? When when Bodak Yellow you know what I'm saying? When Bodak Yellow came out, people went fucking crazy. Right mm-hmm. to the point where, like, when you saw footage of her performing it in the club, she didn't even have to say the words. Yeah. It was the entire audience, and we're talking about like a an a thousand people packed room. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just and when you see it, like, you like, all right, that's a superstar. You know the energy, right? Same thing I saw with Roddy Rich, like when he was, you know, he 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 sang "Die Young" to a crowd of like five thousand, and everybody had their phones with their lights out singing. Uh, that shit is just amazing. Like right? I want that. But I also want to be, and I love being in the crowd during those moments. Yeah, like, it's, that, exactly. It's those one. It's those significant transcendent moments that every performer is looking for, one level or another. And I was just very appreciative that the director made it a point to capture that moment oh, yeah. for this young rapper and the whole thing. That's my cinematography deep dive on the yeah, whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I like that. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it, it it leads me into a segue into a conversation you and I were having when we were watching it. Yes. About Very my theory, or I think a lot of people's theory in the mm-hmm. black community, about how white gay men are actually trying to act. Let me let me rephrase this. Flamboyantly gay white men are ultimately trying to act like black women. I would say not <laughs> trying. Okay, let's say subconsciously impersonating because it, like black women, because probably. I, th- I mean, this is my hypothesis. Yeah. Like, the um, stereotypical, like, black woman is so, like, bold and courageous and, like, just stands unapologetically, like, in right. who she is. At least Stoic how it's portrayed exactly. on TV. Right. That's really inaccurate to say every black woman is like that. But if right. you're looking no, but- at a super, you know, like... um. Exactly. Exaggerated personality. It's like, yeah, every white gay man. But this is a conversation that has gone on one level or another in the black community. How how white men 
are are not called to task, I guess, in the same way that they should, in, in, in especially in the sensitive cancel culture, for for really playing up this this image of gay people that relates to the way that they perceive black women, right? And you see this in like TV shows. You see this like it's one of the like main characteristics of that community as seen through or written in the eyes of of people who are you know male and gay and and white. Which is really interesting because also in P Valley, Lil Murda is gay, and him and right, right, Uncle right. Clifford have a relationship, but he is non cis. Or has, am I saying that correctly? Or like, I don't even know what you're saying. He like doesn't appear. He he's like heteronormative. Like he doesn't. Oh, appear, the rapper. Yeah, he doesn't like. <clears throat> right, he doesn't pass for what you would consider gay. Isn't that like cis? I don't know what the term is for it, but. <clears throat> Yeah, but I mean, low key, I think I think the the the, uh, the writer is spilling a lot of a lot of tea with that about like the, yeah. the music industry, especially the hip hop music industry. That a lot of your favorite rappers, oh right, a lot of you young niggas' favorite rappers is gay as fuck. Just let, let's let's put it out Which there. Is, you know what I mean? Which I mean, if it's there, if they're out there like that, then that's their business, and like it's you know you you deal with it how you need to. You know what I mean? It's their business, but it's just kind of like the stigma that exists within hip hop culture. I think the stigma you know I mean? is that it's, that hip hop has always been associated with hyper masculinity, and hyper masculinity is associated with being super fucking hetero, right? Like right. you don't want to be considered like anything. But patriarchal hetero, toxic hetero, yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Way, like, the way that they're misogynistic towards women is the same way that you would be misogynistic towards a gay man, which also leads me to like the, in the research that I've been doing and about African Bambada, we had this conversation yeah, where yeah, it's like yeah. you know he he was he's been accused of sexually abusing young boys when he was uh, the leader of Zulu Nation and even I think before that in the Black Spades when he was a gang leader and a bunch of it was repeated like behavior that was that kept on getting covered up and people were enabling and he and a lot of people like came forward and said when I was like 15 and he was like 25 or something right exactly sexually abused me and eventually got to a point I mean I think these allegations started in 2016 March yeah, and like 2016. Yep. Yeah, and, and eventually, the Zulu Nation renounced him as exactly a, a like it was like you know it was the majority of the chapters. I think 80 percent of the chapters withdrew from what is now known as Universal Zulu Nation and mm-hmm. created. Um, there's a big movement now, especially on the East Coast, um, for Zulu Union. It's a complete rebrand of Zulu Nation with maintaining the principles of the original Zulu nation, but renouncing the enabling and the support of pedophilia or, or, or any sort of child rape or anything like that. Which is so weird because that's exactly what that cult shit did when we were watching that cult. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. What was was the name of that cult? Um, I don't even remember. I don't know. uh, Children of God. Yeah. And they were like huge pedophiles. And then once all of these these women started coming forward and explaining their experiences, they were like, Oh, we in no way condone pedophilia or sexualizing children. Right, like, right. But just because you renounce something doesn't mean fucking shit. You know, I don't think it's right, the same exactly. thing no, for it's, 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 Yeah, but I think I think what you're I think your point is, I think the point that you're making is that in the case of that cult, right? And we'll get into cults in a minute, but like I think in the case of that cult, it was common practice amongst all the chapters. All the chapter leadership were were engaged in this. Whereas with Zulu Nation, Zulu Nation is also a chapter based organization. But the other chapters, I mean, at least from my understanding, from everything that I know as a member, and, and like I, nobody was knowing except the inner inner circles of the main chapter, right? So when these allegations came out, and and, and we and people stood with the victims and believed the victims, you saw it just completely shake up the entire organization to where we are now, where it's a complete rebrand. So it's just, you know, it's a, prayers to, you know, people who are victims of, of all that shit. It's, it's really unfortunate and crazy. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, I wanted to... I wanted to get a time check. Do, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Jane's going to come on a little bit later. I think we have time. Okay. Um, to get into some 20 minutes, things. 10 yeah. minutes. You know, but we were talking about cults. We were talking about cults. And um, what were we watching yesterday? The thing about Children of God, right? Yeah. But it's a whole series on cults on Hulu. Um, they, I, they, I asked Facebook again. Uh-huh. I did a call to action because I recognize people really. <laughs> you were totally right. Like yeah. people like to flex how smart they are when you exactly. ask a question. Totally. But I do like I do enjoy the feedback, so I'm not hating on people um, yeah. responding. But I asked Facebook if they had any good docs, and a lot of people responded with a lot of cult shit. Yeah. Um, and I do enjoy cults, and I actually have 
weirdly an odd an odd number of friends that were raised in cults. Yeah, speak I about that. I have such a That's diverse so yeah. You really do. You have like, like bougies, you have hobos. But it's, I think we had another conversation on another pod about when I went to Florida and my aunt was like asking me some like super homophobic shit about trans people and I realized like, well, you, of course, like my aunt is never like exposed to any trans yeah. people and I'm like, I have like four friends that are trans. It's just, I feel like I have a very diverse group of people <laughs> my, so I can understand people. Very diverse click. Yeah. I like that though. I don't like yeah. the normies. Like, <laughs> I don't like the frat bros. Sorry the guys. The frat bros. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do have a few. I don't want to like expose people's cult experiences without right. their permission, but yeah, no, it's interesting. It seems like the, the now, people that I know. From, from, from your vantage point, does their behavior, the way they kind of navigate through life, does it ring different to you than other people? You knowing what you know about them? Yeah, I think that it's the same way that I think people that grew up in cults behave is similar to people that I believe went through sexual abuse. They either come out the other end like super sexual or like almost the exact opposite where they like... They want to be touched or yeah, anything like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, one of my favorite rappers, Angel Hayes. Have you heard of her? She's a female MC. Sounds familiar. She's dope as fuck. She was raised in a cult and experienced a lot of sexual abuse as a kid and came... And, like, completely, like, regressed within herself and, like, never wanted to be touched, like, didn't want to be sexual, like, starve herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, eventually came out and became this really dope MC. But I see kind of, like, a similar pattern with people that have kind of, like, either grown up in cult, cults or experienced sexual abuse. It's, like, you either are, like, hey, I'm hella sexual now or, like, yeah, yeah like you said, don't fucking touch you don't me. Don't touch me. Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a very mixed bag. But we were talking about it yesterday, like, how... We, I guess you were posing the question, like, how is it or why is it that, like, all these sick people are, like, involved in some sort of religion or they create the, these these interpretations of religion that allow them or put them in a position to exploit children? Mm-hmm. And I think my, my reply to you when we were having the conversation was that I think, one, they enter this religious life to, A, completely disguise their predatorial ideas yeah, and their, their sick ideations. Yeah. But also to sh- not not to shoot them bail, but to understand they actually also enter this life to really wrestle with that with them knowing what they're doing is wrong. So they're they're flocking to religion to try to do that. And then uh, what I was saying is I was theorizing that that's the reason why in pl- in in cults or in bigger cults, which are the, the bigger religions, right? Like in Catholicism, why they pr- continue to enable and protect. These people who are known and accused of pedophilia and child rape and all that because it's a whole community of people who who empathize or sympathize and they create they, they protect one another right. in these sick you know what I'm saying in these sick internal circles within religion and it, it, it's it, so it attracts weird. predators it's like we were right. and, and while I've realized that like watching things on Pizzagate and Pedogate and all that you have to take it with a grain of salt because it's like those crazy QAnon people but yeah which YouTube banned by the way. YouTube, they just released a statement saying that they're banning QAnon. I don't know why. I didn't know how the details. But But the one, some parts of it are insightful. You have to take everything that you read with a grain of salt and see what their agenda is. But I was, what I thought was interesting is when they were saying like organizations that are meant to help children, like Boy Scouts of America, UNICEF, they attract predators because they again go under this guise of like, oh, they realize there's hella children that are really vulnerable and don't have any like, you know, adult figures in their life that they that they can count on. So these adults, these predators come and want to be like uh, under this guise of benevolence. And and then they fucking are predator creeps. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> now we need to talk about something else to make yeah, you feel better. Switch, Rihanna's switch. fashion show. Hey, <laughs> Riri. Riri. She has my birthday, everyone. Uh, does kidding. she? Or I thought no, she was just a Pisces. Days before, oh, I don't care. Cap. <laughs> no, up. so we were watching the the Fendi, the Fenty, the Savage Fenty fashion show. Which they really can't do in person due to COVID, so they try to make this an elaborate, artistic and it was dope as fuck. kind of thing. It was really dope. Like yeah. it was like I was I was high as balls watching it, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh shit, this fire. is like really, really fire!" Yeah, like just the choreography, mm-hmm. the aesthetic, um, you know. And it was just high end production. Like you got to think about like everybody involved in making that. They needed a choreographer. Mm-hmm. They needed a set designer. They needed a fashion. You know, like it just—it was—it was so well put together. The performances were dope. She had uh, mustard in her, and uh, not her, but uh, Roddy Rich. 
Mustard and Roddy Rich. Then he also brought out LMA. They had mm, Bad yeah. Bunny. Who else performed? Um, I want to say. Oh, um, Big Sean. Big Sean performed. Rihanna yeah. performed. Rihanna obviously. Per- yeah, it was really, it was, it was really dope. Uh, like just, yeah, there's a lot of people in it, and it's just. Yeah, I just, it just kind of makes me think of, like, what the new future is going to be for performances yeah. and productions. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rolling Loud is starting to roll out, like, streaming uh, festivals, right? Like, what does that, like, how, how does that account for the budget? Like, are, are the artists getting paid to basically create their own video experience? I or? kind of, like, after, you know, I, I've been a fucking hater on <laughs> Zoom things. Yeah. And I, I always am a hater on things, and then I end up loving it. Yeah. Um, but... I've kind of been thinking, like, the way that I really like Tourette's and the way that I really fucked with all these live, like, shows, like, uh, yeah. NPR, Tiny Desk, I watch that shit all the totally. time, and the, I, I feel like I would maybe pay to see my favorite artists that I know all the words to and shit, like, from my room in my house perform, and I could just get fucking lit and be, like, singing all the words, like, yeah, I yeah. feel like there is value in that, and I would enjoy it. I wouldn't pay Yeah, I mean, it would, anywhere it's, close it's, to but, you know, it's just like a televised special in the same yeah. way that kids used to... At least in my generation, like, and I hate to say that because it makes me sound old as fuck and I'm not, um, but I have my birthday coming up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, So, but it it makes me think about like the era of Michael Jackson and like when he would do television specials to bring attention, like his, his music videos were like these long, elaborate, like cinematic Mm. productions and like, but it used to be an event like you know what I'm saying like it would come on after a certain TV show and it was like it was a big thing that people would wait and stay up for and and, and all of that um, I don't know if Prince did the same thing but I remember a lot of pop stars in the early 90s and the late 80s doing that kind of work and so now we're in a new era where we, we have to create these elaborate cinematic performances you know what I'm saying that, that, that just give a different dimension than a music video but okay question how much, so say there was a festival, yeah. like the same lineup that's Rolling Loud, okay? And usually when I look up those lineups, there's like like 10 people I really fucking want to see out of mm-hmm. like 50 or some shit. And that would be to see it in person. You pay like 400 bucks or some shit for that <laughs> ticket. Yeah. How much would you be willing to pay to see that online? I don't think I'd be willing to pay more than like 30 bucks, to be honest. Yeah, like not so nothing more than that 20, artist 25. It's probably not getting that much money for all of the, you know, the elaborate value that they're putting into yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's just paying for itself to stay relevant. I think that's the thing. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, but we have to realize that's, that's the reality of it. Entertainment is from the, from the top down in terms of the entertainment industry and artistry and creativity, right? A lot of us creatives are not going to make it out of this thing. Hell yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like people, people are so stressed about money and making sure that they're able to survive, that they're not going to have time to work on their art. And when we go back to normal, if there is a normal, they may not even want to do it anymore. It's what Jimmy was saying though. It's like, if you want to look Jimmy the wolf, he was just saying like, if you want to live in a world that's completely, you know, void of art entirely, that's what's going to happen if no one invests any money into paying artists. Exactly. Like all of these dope artists. And it's uh, and it, it's free paid. to support independent artists. Like I think the problem is that artists and artists got to kind of take a page of like chill for a moment because yeah. the problem with artists is that they insist on themselves mm-hmm. in a world where people everybody is 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 vying for attention and bigger and louder people are vying for more attention. Right, so when artists insist on themselves, and when you insist on yourself as an artist, what do I mean? When you're tagging people who don't want to be tagged in your shit, you're tagging them to look at you. When you're sending messages, like you, every artist as they're rolling out should create a list of at least a hundred people who you know for a fact will fuck with your record. Right after that hundred people, don't start suspecting and then send people links or tag them and shit. Just go directly to those people one on one and have them support your music. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's your fan base. If you can't name a hundred people off the top of your head that are willing to just share your music, not buy it, but share it, then you need to look at a different career. <laughs> like, I'm being dead ass because no, it's about having enough eyes on you. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, it's the one thing. Artists are insisting upon themselves and fans are now becoming a lot more picky choosy. Mm-hmm. And they can. They are, they're afforded the right to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when it comes to, like, for my favorite artist now, it's like, do I really want to spend 
$80 if I'm not going to see them in person and get drunk yeah. and lit and whatever the case is. No, I'll spend maybe 15 Yeah. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe 15 at most. And, and that that's for artists I really like. Yeah, yeah. Let alone no, my real. homeboy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just a real... That, that's fucking you know, keeping it 100. But, like, <laughs> I ain't trying to see my friend. Like, I, if, it, if my and, friends and if were out want, here performing, I mm-hmm. would go for the experience of right. being out there. But... To, to pay to watch is unless you're gonna be doing some crazy shit. Right, exactly. And if you if you want your friends to watch and you are a performer, you gotta up the ante. You gotta up your production value. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that I know that takes an investment that a lot of artists aren't in a position to make it for themselves. But then you gotta start really having those hard conversations with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been thinking about that a lot because I'm I'm developing this artist development curriculum. And it's one of the first philosophical questions I would have any artist ask. Like, are you really in this for the long haul? Do you know what it means to take this path in the artistry full time? And like what that requires. As an independent artist, it not only requires money, a lot of fucking time. Like, are you willing to put in the time every single fucking day? How much time do you put? I put in at least like four hours a day of right. just stuff pertaining to my art. Like exactly. roll it's, it's out plans, ASCAP, writing, <laughs> like finding beats or trying to learn how to, like everything, it, it takes time. Like it's like raising a child. Are you willing to like do that shit? It's exactly, so. and you, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's at 100. And to do it with children already. Oh yeah, that's fucking hard. <laughs> you insane. see me every day, I'm fucking I'm, losing my the mind. The struggle is slowly. real. Like exactly. I cannot wait for schools to open. All right, well. <laughs> so let's call Jane. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to give Jane a call in just a moment. Hello? Jane! Hi! Hi! Hello. How? I was just walking my dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, just, <laughs> I tried to uh, message you guys and then like, I wasn't sure what was going on. No, so, we're here. We're, we're here. We were, we were quietly okay. resenting you I'm for not answering the I'm right in front of my house. Yeah. You, can, you can walk Maybe your drive. dog while you talk if you want. Whatever. And whatever. Your, your dog's name is oh. Merlin, right? Yeah. 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 Merlin and Marlon. Merlin. Yeah, we're going to do a buddy movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be so good. I was just watching the the ad for the new, like, Wes Anderson movie, and that's, like, the most white girl thing that I like because (laughs) Wes Anderson is great. But, like, I, I was looking at my dog. I was like, he's such a, like, Wes Anderson movie kind of dog. He's so fucking he is. <laughs> Merlin, exactly. I was thinking when I saw, I was, like, watching your IG story today. Like, your dog is such a you dog. I know. I can't figure out if he, like, picked me out or if I made him weird. Like, I joke that he has dogtism. Dogtism. <laughs> And and for those who don't know, because you're on our podcast as a guest and you're a friend of the show, you yeah. are you are um you are on the spectrum. Yeah. Right. We should give you a got- whole intro right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. So yeah. you know, um MC, musician, overall creative, fashion icon, battle rap extraordinaire, yeah. puppet maker, puppet maker, um, ballerina, yes, choreographer. Yeah. And um, you made yeah. like an online MC thing like the sims i don't really know what to call it freestyle sims game oh the rpg yeah <laughs> rpgs what does rpg you stand make for? you make anime boyfriends like i don't know what what don't you do <laughs> role-playing game. Um, I, yeah i i have i don't know like there's things that i'm very very interested in and then i see relationships between them and others for me, I'm like, but of course I like all those things and do those things. But, like, there's tons of stuff I'm not great at. Like, I don't know. Like, talking to people normally. <laughs> I don't know about that because I I've, I think I've interviewed you several times. And you and me have worked on several different projects. And you actually know how to communicate a lot better than most people I know. You just don't communicate well Thank with you. dumb people. That's what it is. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of dummy people out there. Yes. Um, I would like to talk about your experience with Tourette's Without Regrets because you are obviously like a fan favorite. Every time anyone sees your face, they're like, oh, my God, Jane. And when I see your face, I love you, too. So what how do you feel about this new platform for Tourette's? Are you able to, like, get your shit off even though it's virtual or do you miss being on a stage? I okay I do like being on stages I will say that but I like this format a lot better because when okay 
I got diagnosed in December, so I, and I was pretty much suspicious for like, I don't know, like five years now. So I was like gathering, you know, evidence that I had autism. And one of the things is sensory issues. So like I, with dance, I had the same problem. It's just, and then I think I might've talked about this before, but like the lights and like the amount of activity, um, I have a really hard time coping with being in those environments. Like Tourette's got better over time because if I've been somewhere multiple times and it's like I know what to expect and the conditions I can kind of like prepare for it but when I was dancing I had to over rehearse things or else I kind of would like blank out and it it was like it's like I I don't know it's like everything gets turned into white noise and I have to be able to go on autopilot Mm. so being able to do it for my room I don't have to like it feels I don't know exactly what this yeah I'm comfortable and I, I don't it's it's really like this spaced out state that doesn't feel good because it's very disorienting and I don't have to worry about that happening and not feeling like I'm doing or performing my best or being myself because I'm kind of like tripping balls because there's just way too much going on yeah, sensory overload but don't you kind of yeah, feel exactly. like I'm the exact opposite like I don't like um anything I don't like anything rap related virtually because I don't feel the energy of other people you know, like wow. that's what I miss. Like, I don't think I could cipher on the computer because I need, mm. I need to like see the other people. And like, it's like a, I, I can sense people's energy, but in a good way. Like, it motivates me to want to like wrap their face off. Like, you don't, you don't miss <laughs> that energy of like being in a battle. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, because I find I find people really overwhelming. I love people, so it's like you can be like an extrovert and be on the spectrum, which I think is what I am technically. And I do need a lot of time by myself, but like the things that I do, I think about other people a lot and I try to understand what I'm supposed to be doing. But I, I like I'm calculating that on purpose. So it's hard for me to just enjoy or I don't even know how to pick up people's energy that way. I don't think I have like that sort of a setting and like I'm always surprised at people's reactions. Like, like if people like it or hate it or laugh or whatever, I literally never know it's coming. And then I have to act natural like I totally meant to do that. And I never ever do. Like, holy shit, that worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all the time. Like, this is how I feel every time. That's like the funniest shit though. Is when you're, I can tell you're literally freestyling on the top of your head and like just saying what comes to your mind. But the thing that's so funny is like the weird things that come to your mind are what's hilarious. Like we were dying laughing when you called yourself Grover, like the Muppet. Like of course Jane is yeah. Grover the Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Jane has been calling herself a Muppet as long as I've known her. <laughs> the Muppet that makes puppets. Holy shit, that's my Oh life. my god. Yeah. Jim Henson is well, of course, right? Jim Henson is like one of my like heroes as a kid. I I was I learned about him. I got like a book about him. And like, oh, I, I'm okay. This is going to be off for a tangent, but I just need to say it. So I'm, I'm teaching a little girl ballet right now and she's doing privates and she's like five or something. And like, she loves Muppet Babies and has like all the dolls. And like, if we have another girl join this class, I'm going to give her preferential treatment. And I know it because I'm like, you're great. You love the Muppets. You understand. You are a good person. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, fuck everyone else in this class. I'm going to put all my energy <laughs> into this Muppet girl. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this girl's going to be a ballet dancer. Um, Jane, what's up with your B-Day, yo? Last year we got Liddy. Yeah. Like, what you doing? Oh, so I'm really excited. So I, I, I shuffled my thing around. I mean, I was working on this for a little while now. So Sunday from 8 to 9, I'm going to do this weird variety show. And I've I've talked about it maybe a little bit, but it's like a theme show is what I'm calling it. And I'm just going to work and riff off of a different theme. So I'm going to talk about birthdays and I have like a little skit going. I have a little song. (laughs) It's very weird. And I'm just going to do hopefully every week with a different theme. I came up with like ways to pick themes. Like I had to categorize all things that exist sort of. And I think I did. Um, So I have like these like wheels to pick Anyways, it's, it's very complicated. So anyhow, <laughs> I'm going to do that from 8 to 9 on Twitch on 
Sunday it's my birthday and then I'll just like shoot the shit from like nine to whenever so people want to watch it and then just hang out that's on and how are you it's just like Jenga how, are you, on uh, Twitch. how are you finding twitch as a as an effective platform for your, for your artistry I okay so I have I, I like it and a lot of my friends are using it because I have like nerdcore people yeah. so there's already crossover um i don't know what to do with it because it's not obviously designed for the purpose we're using it for like there's not there was never like an online music venue that was like targeted to an audience so it just happened that like twitch has musicians on it and gamers on it and there's certain people that were like okay this makes sense to try to do stuff here but it's still like people don't really know we're there but i also wouldn't super love if like some commercial like spotify thing came out because i knew it would just like go for like shitty commercial commercial artists no offense to them <laughs> but like you know you know like you're like oh yeah like 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 some sh stuff on tiktok which is totally cool to dance to but like it's not really a community so i don't know if it's going to get replaced by something that's more to the purpose but i'm also scared of like something really commercial like coming yeah. in i was yeah. asking jamie the wolf not jamie the message about why he chose zoom over twitch um and it's mm -hmm. because they're very they have a very strict regulations on what you're allowed to show on twitch um yeah so i don't that so makes what sense do you like do you know what the rules are? You're not allowed to. Sw I heard you can't even show side boob on Twitch. Like that's what he was telling me. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I can't show yeah. side boob. No side boobies, <laughs> which is weird because there's like games on Twitch that like I mean, what are you gonna do? Like there's like what is it? Um, Grand Theft Auto has it all has kinds all of messed kind up of stuff. Side boob on yeah, Grand Theft Auto. It's like the whole boob. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, there's like there's like guidelines for Twitch so streamers that have been established. So if it's, co if it's, if it's pixelated boob, then it's fine. But real, real yeah. boobs, uh, no bow. No HD though. It needs 36 bit. <laughs> well, I got, I got feels about that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Have you found a cyber anime boyfriend yet? Because I think that was the best thing you ever told us. And yeah, I think that was the best part of television I've ever been on. Yes. So during our Zoom <sighs> incarnation of Ratchet and Woke, you got on and we're, we're um, currently co courting a young boy, a young lad. <laughs> yes. In the cyber world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Kid to elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> Explain to the yeah. viewers what what you've been up to sexually. Well, up. yeah, so okay. I'll try. I love it. So not much. I'm not gonna lie. So what happened was I'm still dating the person, but he okay. <laughs> okay, hang on. So he's wait, how do I start this and it not sound weird? He was living in a van, okay, but not like a creeper van. But it a was van by, okay. a van down by the river. Was, so it didn't look great because he wanted to, <laughs> hold on, this gets like way better later. So he wanted to test out, he wanted to test out like van life stuff, right? So he got like a, like a starter van that was already pretty old and looked like garbage from the outside. I'm not going to lie. Like I was a little freaked out at first, but, but mobile boyfriend was great. I was like, cool. And then he like was going to trade it in and, you know, like sell it to somebody and get a new one. But the new one fell through, so he already sold it. So I had to help him go to um, get ready to go to Reno. Is that where he's at? Yeah, with, so he's with his parents in Reno. So I haven't really seen him for like a month. And uh, yeah, it's, it's hardly for me to get up up there. Up there? I don't even know where it is. East there. So I'm still dating him. He's just far, far away. So we like talk. And oh, he just got diagnosed with autism yesterday or like two days ago. And I totally called it. But oh, that makes you, sense. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, did you give him autism? Yeah. That's not, that's not, <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. No, no I, was, I was talking to him and like he, he totally Were understood me mask? and was relating to me to a degree where I was like, hey, do you have autism? Like, <laughs> like, like, I hate to break this to you. You know, people like really don't understand autism. So I'm going to tell you something. I. I apparently told one of my friends um, that I thought she had autism, and I told her apparently when I was hammered because I don't remember this conversation at all. But the way I said it was like, I think because of the way you learn, you like only learn if things are in musical form. Like that's how you memorize mm -hmm. things. I didn't mean it like offensively. I just like that might that may mm -hmm. be why you struggled so much in school. Like have you you know yeah. whatever? Because um, I 
and she doesn't understand what autism is like I think there's just such yeah. a stigma around it because it's like so hard to understand what autism is yes it's hard to separate it from like kind of comorbid things and things that tend to lump with it. So my official diagnosis is it. So it would have been Asperger, Asperger's before Asperger's, however you want to say it. But like, first of all, a problematic name. And also the DSM-5 just struck that and said, we're all autism spectrum oh. instead of distinguishing. Yeah. But my, so now my, my, you know, much more, you know, concise definition is, is I have, uh, autism mild without accompanying intellectual impairments without accompanying language impairments. Jesus. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my autistic diagnosis. So great. Um, but, but essentially, so a lot of people will have like a language impairment. Some people are nonverbal and some, and a lot of people will have like a, uh, and I don't even think it's necessarily a majority, but there's, you know, a pretty big difference when you have an intellectual impairment on top of it. And, um, you know, how the brain functions is overlapping for all of us. So people with autism, it's not like I'm a different species or something. I, I have exaggerations of normal human traits, but because of the way they're exaggerated, I have certain things I cannot lean on or do. And in order for me to function, I have a completely different sort of like mechanism behind what I'm doing. And the problem for people that are more high functioning is like, you kind of have to hide that you're doing that because it's so weird and like it kind of just like uncanny valley people and like they they're like why is this person not acting the way or behaving the way I expect exactly and what you end up doing is modifying your behavior if you're if you have no other impairments you know to make it look like you are not doing anything different in your head when you're doing everything different just to even arrive at the same place and and I should most of the places I was arriving at were not helpful for me <laughs> I feel like you should like, just be yeah. like I like that you just came out and are like, I'm autistic, like here, because now it kind of gives you like the freedom to just, instead of having to like hide, you know, like you said, all these crazy mechanisms yep. in your head, you can just like be very yep. upfront, like, I'm going to say yep. this and it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm weird and fuck yep. you. Yep. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not burning out. That was a major thing for me and a lot of people with autism who don't have the diagnosis and are doing what they call like masking, which is that process. And you're just so you're so tired like you, it like to try to be successful at anything and do that at the same time is just completely unrealistic awesome. for any person yeah yeah i mean i think anyone trying to mask anything like i met someone that's trying to mask the yeah. fact that like what their sexuality is or like what yeah. their race is or you know like fucking what's mm -hmm. the home girl that pretended she was black forever like that oh my oh god awesome. jessica oh. krug yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah that's, all of those, that's a tired ass bitch. She's tired as fuck. <laughs> the white woman with There's like hair. two of them, too. No, there was Rachel Dolezal. That was the first one. Yeah. And then recently there was Jessica Krug, and then there was another woman who was just outed. Um, There's a third one. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, it's, man. It's absurd. It's really fucking absurd. That's insane. <laughs> like, like, imagine be, the masking. Be yourself. yourself. Yeah. Like, fucking, for the, for the movie Best Friends. We need that on the fucking, yeah, just on right. the soundboard. <laughs> yeah. People need to be themselves. Exactly. So, just... so Jane, Jane, you, you just put out a project. Yeah. I, so, oh gosh, this has been super slow with the pandemic. <laughs> um, I didn't so know slow. you put out a project until Jane, or Jamie just said that. Why do I not know? This? Yeah, it's like partly out. That's that's what the, the music yeah, video explain. is from. So my second music video, we're finally going to put it out. I just I have to send the artwork over. So like, and for those who don't I know, made you, just, an album. you just released a song called Hurt. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. it's a really dope video. Okay. So now you have ne yeah. another video in the works. Yep. And it's done. And it's, it's for a song called Self-Rescuing Princess. And that's going to be the second one off this project, which is, it's got to get out. Like, so hopefully like three weeks or something. Like, I basically have to, you know, go bug my new manager and be like, okay, here's the art. Yeah. Yeah. And you do all the artwork too, right? Yeah, you're doing a lot of the artwork, correct? Yeah. Well, th and this one's cool because an animator took my art and like animated it. So it's like a collab of like my style with an animator. So I'm going to use like a screenshot from it. So it's my inspired by my artwork, and then she put her flair to it. It's very cool. So that's that's coming out super super soon, 
and then I need to just bang out a couple more music videos and because I made I made a whole nother project during the pandemic yeah. that I want to do at this point. And are you making so, your own production? Yeah. You're doing your own beats and stuff? Yeah, I am. And then, yeah. And like what I, I found it. So I, I found a producer who can like really play every instrument and beef up what I do. So yeah, yeah I love him. Great. He's great. So, so he's like taking over as like a manager person and like even him managing me, I'm like, you know, talking to him about what I'm learning about being autistic and where I've struggled. Like I need to have really, really clear directions or else I will just not do things, yeah. apparently. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that sucks, and it felt real bad, but I was like, whoa, if I just, you know, realize that there's manuals on managing autistic employees because of this. So I've been fighting to figure that all out, and, like, this birthday is really significant for me because I've had a chance to figure that out for the first time in my life. So I'm hoping, like, on the tail end of, you know, these things to boost my momentum, I can actually get this freaking project out because it's been done. Mo you know, the songs are done. It's just music videos and pandemics at this yeah. point. So yeah. you have a project that you did that that's the pandemic project, but also an additional project. So you have two projects done? Yeah. Oh, shit. So I have, so the pandemic project, you know, or just before it is called um, high functioning, which is like poking at the label that they give people like me with autism, which it's, it's, it's not a great label because it's like it implies you don't need help or you're high functioning all the time or something. You look fine all the time, so you are fine, <laughs> which nope. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to, like, reference my diagnosis since I was getting it while this album was being made. And during the pandemic, I ended up writing one about, like, being able to process and understand feelings called alexithymia because that's the word um, for a condition a lot of autistics have where they don't, they, we have feelings. We just like autistic people have a harder time often labeling their own emotions until they're like at an 11. Yeah. You, I feel like a lot of your music is very emo. So it's like interesting yeah. because I think when I see yeah. you and I, I interact with you, all of our interactions, it's like, I don't, I would never label you as an emotional person, but then I listen to your music yeah. and it's like, you're smiling, but you're also talking about like the most depressing stuff. Sad clown And, and that's my shit. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm like emo ratchet bitch, but like, it's just so interesting yeah. how you, it seems like you kind of like compartmentalize it. Um, so it's yeah. very, very unique. I feel like you're, you're in like this mm -hmm. niche of like autistic emo anime rapper. Yeah. I like that niche. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. You need a character on the Sims. Like, so, so do you, so you, do you have a, do you have an anime cyberspace side piece? Oh, yes. Being away from your, oh, your uh, current bow? I haven't been doing, you know, it costs money. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you were getting, you were getting, you, you were like, getting escorts? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, like, it's like, oh, no. Um, oh, what have I done? Okay, so what happens is it's like a story. And if you want to, like, get better outcomes, it's so dumb. So you have to, like, dress right. It's a problematic thing because they're like, oh, if you want a better storyline, you have to wear this outfit. And I already have opinions on the outfit. It's not even that nice. And they're like, you need to give us 17 of these imaginary diamonds. And now you have to give us real money for the diamonds. I'm like, I get this racket. <laughs> it's called prostitution. Oh it's God. been around forever. <laughs> so when I didn't have any boyfriend at all, you know, I was like, all right, I don't have to pay for any, like, you know, presents or anything. She's paying so for this, is, this is sound. You don't have to pay for but any boyfriend's birthday or anniversary, so you invested in the diamonds. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's because it's probably comparable, you know. <laughs> oh my God, you're a hoot! You're a hoot! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I think we're almost out of time. Is there yeah. anything else we want to ask with Janie before we um, put this on blast? I'm, no, that was that was that was that was golden for me. I'm good. I How are you nothing. feeling after the battle? That that's the last question. Oh, I was so happy because my birthday is Sunday. So like, to, and like, Tourette's has been so important for my life like that i wouldn't be doing music if i didn't get lucky and jamie heard me rapping at a weird um you know live dating game thing it's just that's Wait, so that's like who, why met? do i know this story yeah 
Because if anyone answers, you be in these dating streets, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You be in these really, streets. <laughs> okay, here's my. I'll give you my origin story because yes. it's ridiculous. So, I was the ballet dancer, yeah, and then I auditioned for So You Think You Can Dance, and I was working at Z Space, which was like a place that had performance art, a lot yeah, of dance, yes, and they hired a lot of dancers to be. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, to be box office. So I was, I was the box office there, and I'd only worked there for like a month or two. I flew out to L.A., and my boyfriend at the time broke up with me in a text message before the audition, oh, which was not ideal. It was, it was whack. Dude, fuck these dudes. Yeah. His name was Miles, and he no sucked. Okay, so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, so, well, maybe he doesn't suck. I don't know. I've never talked to him again because that was just whack. So... I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Do the audition. Didn't get very far. I think I got cut after the second round. And then I get back, and they're like, man, you must be bummed out. Here's this crazy live dating game that we do every year with, like, Rob Reddy was part of the host, and then Jamie DeWolf was, like, the MC for it, or the Master Ceremonies guy. So they're like, do you want to be contestant number three, lady that just got broken up slash new employee we're hazing? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so... I do it, and, like, I'm doing great. They asked me, like, which Disney princess I'd be, and I said I would be Belle because I read a lot of books and fall in love with monsters. <laughs> and, like, audience is totally on my side. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, round three or something, they make contestant number one do a spoken word. And then contestant number two had to sing, and they're like, contestant number three. And I was like, can I make a request? They're like, no. And they're like, rap. And I was like, dope, that's what I wanted. <laughs> it's requested. Yes. So I have been rapping since I was a kid, and I used to do it at karaoke. Like, I would just, like, take over songs. Like, I would, like, do waterfalls journey, but... and do, like, left eye part, and then just freestyle the rest of it for no reason. And it. so, like, yeah. So, like, and my friend, you know, owned a karaoke bar when I was a kid, or, like, her family. So I was doing that. at the, You know, since I was a kid, I've been doing this. And, like, I just did the thing. And then, like, Jamie was like, you should battle rap. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, That's so random. I, was, I cannot believe that's how so you went to Tourette's. And then you went to ROTC yeah. after or before? Yeah, after. But you know, I went to ROTC. Do you guys know, um, oh, what was it? He's, what's his name? I'm going to blank on it. It's one of the guys that founded it. Um, Yukisaki? Yes. His brother, his brother was my ballet coach who coached me for the freaking so, so You Think You Can crazy. Dance. That's insane. Such a small world. So that's why I was there. And like the first night I went was when they did MVP and, and you know, Rokasaki was like, you know, or I guess my, my teacher was like, hey, she can really do the rapping because I made like a mixtape. And then he's like, okay, throw in the MVP. And I, I like, that's the one I, I beat like seven guys or something. I don't I, know. I, I remember that one. <laughs> did you win? She totally won. Yeah. yeah she totally, yeah. I, was, I mean, yeah. I assume seven. Nah, Jane's, Jane's oh, yeah. no, jersey's I, I, in the rafters like, when it comes the to tournament. RGC. Jane, I remember the first time that you went to Tourette's because I was there too. It was the one where like I went to the finals with Frack and I hadn't been to Tourette's forever. And I remember seeing you and I was like, I've never seen this girl with this crazy hair and like crazy little backpack. Like what the fuck is happening right now? Like usually it's a bunch of weird stone dudes that suck. And I was like, okay, let's see what's up. And then you spit like Powerpuff Girl bars and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing, yeah. and I I don't know when I saw you again after that. Like, because I, I didn't really go to Tourette's that often, but I think it was because mm. I saw you with Marlon at when you guys filmed the music video. Sorry, sorry but, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yep. Maybe that was the next time I yeah. saw you. I don't know. Yeah. It's so crazy. So crazy. Fun fact: When before Jane got yeah. on the record, Breathless was supposed to be on the record. What? Oh my God! Got me Breathless and Jane. <laughs> Bay Area hip hop scene fun facts. Jane, where where can we find yeah. you? Where 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 can people find your music and all of your endeavors? You can find me. Yeah, janethemessage.com. I'm gonna. I, I may not be done yet, but Ninja Janie on Instagram, or it may actually find switch to Jane the Message. I have a I have a Twitter. I don't really use. Uh, you can you can scroll through my Twitter and see how insecure I was when I was 16. Um, have fun. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. <laughs> cool. Well, Jane, thank you so much. Yeah. We, we love you. We miss you. Uh, great job tonight in the battle. Um, hilarious. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. We'll, we'll figure out a way to, to get you out the house. 
<laughs> you and Merlin. Yeah. Merlin's yes. now a star Merlin, in yes. my music video, as are you. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, he looks great in it. I look fine. He looks great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys both are stars. <laughs> All right, talk to you later, Jane. Okay, bye. (laughs) Oh, Lord, that's Jane the message. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. You can find us every Friday on wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, not really. Spotify. (laughs) Yeah, they're not coming with the bag yet. So, but you know, wherever wherever you find podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check us out on Fridays. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Email us questions, comments, topics, donations, and news, all acceptable. Uh, Ratchet and (laughs) Ratchet and Woke Podcast at (laughs) gmail.com. All right, let's get out of here so I stop getting in trouble. (laughs) Be yourself.